Hey, 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 yes, you are in the right place. This is a Yup podcast, but just a quick shout out to Norway. Hey, you are putting the Yup podcast on the map. Yes, Yup, I got you. It's trending in Norway. Hey, Norway, thank you. You other countries listening out there, hey, put me on the map. Hey, and then a quick shout out for my brother, Mike Baldwin, who has a new endeavor. That is icecreamgraphics.com, where you find totally original cool graphics. They are dead on for what you want. So go visit Mike Baldwin at icecreamgraphics.com. So I, and then the word scream, then graphics, then .com. You know how to find it. Yes, I screwed it up before, but this is a new and better day. Hey, Tom. Hey, uh, yeah? Well, I'm just wanting to try some new. Well, why don't you? Well, I want to really run it by you first. Well, okay, I'm, I'm all about new things. I like change. Well, I'm not sure you're going to like this, but, you know, ever since, uh, well, ah, gosh, how do I say this? I'll stop you right there. Absolutely know what you're thinking. If you want to wear a thong, just drink some Bud Light. It'll be really easy. I know you want to experience that, so <laughs> go buy yourself a sixer. Hey, hey, boom, boom, boom. Gosh, the dude is back in house. I'll tell you what, I just listened to some of my old podcasts and gosh darn it, can I ramble? So I'm not going to do that. You're listening to the Yup podcast. I'll probably still do it. I'm sorry. It's some of you are just like, I love the rambling. You are freaking nuts. It drove me crazy. I'm so impatient with that. <laughs> You're listening to the Yup Podcast. I am your host, Tom Baldwin. This show is all about a man, this man named Tom Baldwin, who has screwed up a lot and continues to screw up, but he is an overachiever, and so he learns from his mistakes, and hopefully in this podcast, he can relay some of those mistakes so you cannot make the same mistakes. This is all about me being a stepping stool so you can learn and not have to go through the pain that I did, but some of you dislike pain like I do, and you will have to go through the pain. Hey, Yes, today in the intro, man, I've just been fried out of my shorts because I had two thoughts that came across my mind that led to this podcast. And for one, it's just the ridiculousness of this whole Bud Light thing and the Dylan Mulvaney and endorsing him and Bud Light not having a clue to their customer bases. And uh, there's a lot of theories out there, or maybe not even theories, fact checks, because, you know, the difference between a conspiracy theory and fact is about six months. Yes, we are living in that world. And many of you are in denial, and I would just ask you to wake up and look at the facts. Don't follow the science. Look at the facts, because the science is on a narrative by people that are a lot like Big Brother, and the facts are really completely different than the science. And you're just, wow, you're like, dude, you're going to have to explain more about that. Or, no, dude, I'm going to quit listening to you. Well, go the fuck ahead and quit listening to me. Yep, that is the kind of mood Tom has been in. Yes, this has been a fucking hard season. And yes, I've become quite fond of the F word. And you're just like, I don't know if I like that. Well, go fuck. I mean, whoops. <laughs> I shouldn't say that, man. The farther I get into the 50s, it's like the less I give a shit, right? You know, those of you that follow, you follow, well, I'm not sure why you follow, but there's a lot of you, and uh, I really appreciate you. And those of you that I've met, you're, you're freaking awesome. And those of you that are my diehard friends, man, God help you and give you more grace for me. But I, I had the thought about Bud Light and just the outrageousness. And there, there's a lot of people that say there are various reasons that, you know, they're trying to get this diversity score and from BlackRock, and they get money from that. And 
whatever the reason, it's evidence that our world is freaking going nuts. And then the other thought that crossed my mind, I'm thinking of many of you out there, and you may hold this point of view, and this podcast may be a little stretch for you because you hold a point of view, but I'm thinking of natural selection and evolution. I'm thinking... Boy, I think a lot of these people and companies, per se, that hold this diversity view and this force uh, equity um, type of thing that's going on and that we need to recognize the minorities and it isn't just enough to be who you are, but it has to be put on a pedestal and it really has to be forced in our faces because let me just remind you, and if you don't know about me, I'm a libertarian and I really am. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Just keep it out of my fucking face. I have sex in my bedroom. You fucking do it in your bedroom and don't portray your stuff to me. I like having sex and I'm going to have a lot of it, but I'm going to have it in my bedroom. I'm not going to sit outside so you can see some fat white guy. (sighs) Anyway, you don't need any more visual imagery for that. But then I'm thinking, what a contradiction because I'm very familiar with natural selection and the view of evolution and that we continually to evolve. And as we evolve, we improve and we cut out the defects and stuff. And I'm personally, I look around and I've had this argument a few times, I think in my podcast, I think really how we're created. And I think my argument today is even going to make my point even better for a creator and a loving God that created us with intelligent design and continues to nurture us and keep our world going, oftentimes in spite of ourselves. But think about natural selection and think about Dylan Mulvaney and the transgender crowd and think about Nazi Germany because really, you know, they were about perfection and they were focused on the Aryan race. And it's one of the first problems with evolution. What is the best, you know, according to the Aryan nation, blonde hair and blue eyes and perfect health and stature. Honestly, I think Hitler probably should have been part of natural selection because he was unusually short and slightly balding. Um, some defects, but even right there, you can see how the argument becomes incredibly flawed because in reality, when we look at the world and we look at the world around us, white people aren't that good at a lot of things. And blonde hair, blue eyes really translates into inferior in a lot of areas. And one of the most obvious and blatant that's in our face is sports. Yeah, they're just not that good at it. They're not, now there are some really good ones, but let's talk about the majority. They're not that good. And let's even cut that farther. Are they the blonde hair, blue eyes, or do they have brown hair? You know, do they have some imperfections? Where do we cut that line? And so then we talk about Dylan Mulvaney and he really, from a Darwinistic point of view, a point of natural selection is of no value to the human evolutionary process because he's a guy trying to be a woman. And I guess he tried pretty hard. I mean, he's a little odd looking in my opinion and yeah, totally politically incorrect, but I'm a nobody here and I don't know if they'll come after me or not, but I mean, you know, when they come after you, well, at least the Clintons come after you and the Bidens come after you, you become unalive. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I'm that, well, I am a big target, but in the view of uh, political, mm, something I could do detriment to them, there's just not enough of you yuppers out there to actually make a difference to put me on the radar for that. But when you look at Dylan Mulvaney and people like him, which I honestly, this is a true statement, and you're just like, dude, you're just saying that. I had a friend who actually struggled with this thing and came to me and asked me about it. And, you know, he had this tendency to look pretty. Okay. 
granted, he wasn't that good looking of a guy. I, I don't know what he looked like as a woman, but, you know, some of us like myself are just blessed with being incredibly handsome. And, you know, it's just that curse that some of us have to wear. You know, you're just like, dude, you're fat. Yeah, but I can lose weight. You can't get handsome. I'm just, <laughs> you're like, dude, I've heard that. I know, but I said it, okay? <laughs> it's actually true. You know, underneath out of this Adipal tissue is an incredibly strong, physically fit man. And like I talked about in the obese Iron Man, man, you guys could not carry around what, what I do every day. You freaking couldn't get a thing done. I carry all this around. I freaking get a lot done. So let's just leave that at that. So Dylan Mulvaney brings nothing to the table as far as improving the evolutionary process. He has taken what evolution has given him, considered it a mistake, okay? And according to Nazi and Aryan policies, which I'm not endorsing, I think it's absolutely wrong. I'm going to tell you right here and now that I'm a believer in Jesus Christ and I do what's according to the scriptures. That's not a Christian. They're becoming two very different things. The terminology which this is not the podcast for talking about religion, but they're two different things. I follow and lead a relationship, and I'm not part of a religion and some place that say, hey, give me your money so we can build a big building. That is absolutely not who I am. And so I don't endorse any of those policies. I endorse that God created us wonderfully and has a purpose for all of us. But in evolution, Dylan Mulvaney should be king, right? And anybody that watched The Man in the High Tower, if you didn't, it's, it's, a, it's a show to watch. But you'll see in that show, which is another great example of natural selection, one of the Nazi commander's son has a birth defect and he's he needs to be euthanized according to Nazi policies. And so in our culture right now, and especially in our woke culture, and especially people that are of the mindset that there's something other than what they're born with is a defect. And so what is just incredibly ironic to me, and it just makes my head absolutely want to explode, that these are probably the same people that deny God and are atheists and claim natural selection. Well, their own faith belief, and believe me, atheism takes as much faith or more faith than a belief and belief in an alternal loving God would tell them they don't belong. And so yeah, I guess I can't outright say it, and I'm not going to outright say it because I'm I'm not of that opinion, but I'm arguing from a point of view that many of these people hold, and I just, I don't absolutely get it. And so you out there, are, are you perfect? Are your blonde hair, blue eyes? Or do you believe that Asians, you know, or the Japanese are, you know, the evolutionary superior race? I would argue they're a little short, you know, but maybe we're going into a season where we need short people. The point is that an evolutionary point of view would dictate in this current society where we have more means of purifying the race and we have technologies of purifying the race that, and I think it may actually be coming to this, that we're going to want to just ichnay natural breeding. Okay. I'll have to tell you, I really like the whole natural breeding thing. It's, it's awful fun, but you're just going to take your little or medium or honking thing and, you know, or maybe they just stick a needle in it. That's kind of unpleasant. And they bring out one of your little, you know, some of your swimmers. I don't know how many they need. You know, they do some genetic alterations on that little swimmer and they go to the egg and they do some genetic alterations on that. And so, as we perceive what perfect is, Kate, now this is a perception. There's one book of truth that calls a man perfect, and it's it's the Bible, which it calls him perfect in his actions, that he, he didn't commit sin. 
You know, the Bible also talks about that he was like comely in appearance. So, you know, wasn't necessarily a looker, but he was perfect in his actions and how the actions dictated in the scriptures, you know, that lead to really, you could say righteous, but I like to say happy because what I've found is that when I follow the truth in the ancient scriptures, then I'm happy and that God foresaw a lot of things in the scriptures and he didn't want to give me a bunch of do's and don'ts because he just knew where things gonna was going to end up. And so he's just like, hey, you know, don't do this. And, you know, cause it's going to suck for you. And that wasn't necessarily added into it, but most of us that have been down a lot of those paths know that, yeah, there's not a lot of fulfillment, you know, and the man in the Bible who probably had the most fun of anybody was Solomon. You know, the dude got around and the dude knew how to party and the, gosh, I probably shouldn't say this cause this is a locker room talk. But the dude knew how to get a piece of ass. And all you women out there are like, oh, my gosh. Well, in our current culture, you know, and Solomon, he wasn't necessarily, he was after pleasure. And, you know, from the scriptures, really finding out how much pleasure and things he could experience. Truth, right? You can't read the scriptures and, like, sugarcoat it. And it's just like, eh. No, he just wanted a lot of wives because he wanted to intermarry and, you know, treaties. That may have been true, but he wanted power. But the dude was having a lot of freaking sex. And at the end of his life, sex, partying, power, you know, tremendous accomplishments. What does he say? It's like, it's all vanity. It's like, it's all basically saying it's meaningless. What's the purpose of this? And really, it was for Solomon, not necessarily living within the ideal bounds that God has created, as some of the other characters in the scriptures did and had very fulfilling lives and maybe didn't have a party life and maybe even suffered a little bit or a lot, but had very meaningful lives. And those of you that are older, you understand what I'm saying is that when you're young, you know, stuff has a lot of meaning and getting stuff has a lot of meaning. As you get older and, and you have some means, you realize that stuff, you know, at least if you're a person that's a quick learner, you're just like, oh, that kind of fades. And, you know, relationships and making a difference in people's lives has meaning. All right. So we're back to the evolutionary process. None of that means anything in the evolutionary process. You should not be allowed to live long enough if you have genetic defects, if you have defects outside the process of natural order. If you're a man and you want to become a woman, well, you're really of no good. You, you know, you cut that little stick off and you can't do anything. What good are you? And so the next conclusion is you do no good. So you don't belong. And so, yeah, it just blows my mind. Unlike in a world where your worldview is that there's an intelligent creator and maybe you're not to the place yet where you're ready to do this whole Jesus Christ thing because you've heard of Jesus Christ, you've been to church, or you've seen the kooks on the side of the street, or you've just seen the kooks. And can I say that there are a lot of people that claim to be a part of what I'm a part of that are just freaking nutcases and have given this faith in God and intelligent creator a bad rap. And I just want to say right now, I'm sorry, you've been exposed to religious, like, intensity that's full of full of no love you've been called you know probably all kinds of names if you're actually by an abortion clinic you may have been called rude names baby killer and stuff like that and instead of because i've been in this place and i and i struggle with sin you're like tom what is sin well it's things that really don't promote your best life okay yeah that's it's a big generalization but things that end up hurting you in the long run. And I, and I've, I have myself struggled with that. So I understand. And I realize that 
the God that I know understands my struggles and he wants to help me. He wants to help me live my best life. And so he looks at us and he looks at people like Dylan Mulvaney. And yes, he doesn't agree with it, but his love never changes. He looks at Dylan Mulvaney always with hope and Dylan may never change. Okay. And we don't force people to change. Now, you're just like, Tom, you're getting into some religious preaching. I'm talking about a worldview where there's an intelligent, loving creator, okay? He created, let's just take that point of view, Dylan Mulvaney or Tom Baldwin or, you know, you out there, Joe something or Susie something or, <sighs> we're only going to go with two sexes here, okay? I'm sorry. It's, yeah, it's an unwoke show. Jesus loves you. And he created you. And a part of this intelligent design is that he knit you and he made you. And you're like, well, he made me faulty. And it's like, eh, yeah, you're skipping ahead a bit. Okay. Because part of an intelligent design and part of the truth of scripture is that we were given free will. And so we have what we have. And then we make choices with that. And we're not just robots. And so it's really important in that fact that if we choose to be like Dylan Mulvaney, and this is my perspective, it's like, I don't want to see Dylan Mulvaney harmed. Do I want to see Dylan Mulvaney an advocate for a beer? No. I think that's really, you know, advertising something that no other segment of society gets to advertise and gets to put it out there other than it was a huge flop. But from an intelligent creator, faith voice point of view, that Dylan Mulvaney is loved, okay? Is he doing, from my perspective, what I believe is right and best for his life? He's not. But in an intelligent design and a loving God design, Dylan Mulvaney is able to exist and be here. From a secular point of view, eh, secular is probably not the, point, the right point of view. I'm dropping into my religious-like lingo thing, which, man, if, if you've been a person of faith for a while, sometimes that just bites you in the butt and it's hard to get out of and you can't, get out of it. But everyone in God's world has potential and hope until the very end. And if we took an evolution, a natural selection point of view, we would already be done with so much of this stuff. And from my perspective, it wouldn't be a problem. Now, would it be a heartache because we natural selection point of view, a Nazi point of view, just got rid of a lot of issues I don't want anybody to corner me because I'm arguing a point of view that I don't agree with. But if you agree with that and you're a person that supports this kind of stuff, you are an oxymoron. You do not make sense. And it gets to a greater point of view that I've had for a while now that logic is out the window. And natural reasoning and thought process has just gone by the wayside for emotions and for and I'm going to say something, this is probably going to offend a lot of people, but a generation or more that has been raised without fathers, okay? You have, and this is my point of view, you can agree with me or not, you know, I'm old and I'm wise and I'm an ass, okay? That's just a fact. I know who I am. Well, you can tell I'm out of practice. I'm like on my uh, third or fourth take because I just I got to a point and I'm like, I don't really like that. And because, you know, I do this, I get like an outline and I kind of fly by the seat of my pants. You know, I think about things before I actually do a podcast and 
I just got too many places to try to go and I, I need to break it down into multiple podcasts. I just ask you, and really it's not an ask of the Yup podcast because you guys are so freaking smart and that you do engage in your logic. And if you're new here, I don't mean to offend you, but I, I do want to point out the obvious is that as a person that's believing in multiple genders, when there's really two genders, you have an any and you have an Audi. Now, yes, I would agree. There are some men that produce more estrogen and there are some women that produce more testosterone. And, and so there are some tendencies. And as we lose all this stuff, it just like, it is like gasoline into a fire that just lends to the confusion. Man, there's nothing more awesome than the diversity within a gender. Yes, I said diversity within a gender where there are men that are high testosterone producing men. You know, they're hairy, they're beardy, they're, they're gruff. And then they go out and hunt. And then there, there are men that become counselors. And they may also like to hunt, okay? There's nothing wrong with them, but they have a more tender side. And along with their testosterone, because maybe they produce a little more estrogen, and that's fine. But when we lose all the confusion around gender into that whole mix, then it's like, oh, maybe I really am a woman. I'm going to whack off my gonads and my little stick that I have fun with because I, I just feel like a woman. And that's where a tribe and like men, as men come in and say, no, you're just made a little more sensitive. And it's where a worldview where you believe in a creator and intelligent design plays in. You were created uniquely. You're not a mistake. And according to natural selection, you should be, you know, versus... The creation, it's like, no, you're wonderfully made. And we add and fuel the uniqueness and the diversity there. You're a man. You just happen to be a man that's more sensitive than other men. And there's nothing wrong with that. And if you're a woman, you may feel a little more aggressive. And you're like, man, I like to go out there and, and do more what people call guy things. And all guy things are is just somebody's idea that it put it into a man's realm. There are some things like I like a lot of guy things. But I like things that women do. I like the cross stitch. And you're just like, oh, dude, go have some Bud Light. Go F yourself. <laughs> We've turned things into men and women things, and they're not necessarily, you know, there are some things that are definite feminine, but even dresses, Scottish men, which are some of the most menly men out there, wear kilts, right? And it's kind of nice because it's breezy down there and things don't get in the way. We take these cultural things and we're like, because you like those, you must be this, where those things change over time. And so there's no possible way they could be a freaking standard. There are things that are in flux. What's true is when you're born, you need people around you. And this is what I tried to be as a dad. I think I was fairly successful. And it's what you need to be as a parent, as a good parent. And part of this Yup podcast is to look at your children, see their uniqueness and bring it out and tell them the truth. You're not a girl, you're a boy and you're a man and you're a wonderful caring man and you're more sensitive, but you're not a girl or you're a woman. You're a wonderful woman. And especially in the teenagers when kids doubt themselves and especially if they don't fit into the quote unquote like perfect, you know, because some of us are late bloomers. I was a late bloomer. I've seen girls that are late bloomers, you know, it's like in school, it's like, wow, man, you're kind of homely. And then you see them like 10 years later, you're just like, damn, girl. You know, and so we make judgments, but in those teen years when you're in confusion, then you're just like, oh, well, I must be this because I don't fit into here. And that's where roles of parents are critical, and especially dads. I'm just going to lay it on. It's dads, 
It is your job to identify your children. And so really, we need a bunch of surrogate dads. For all those dads that have abandoned their children, we need men to step in and teach boys how to be men. And actually men to teach girls how to be women. How you like treat them. How you open doors for them. You reaffirm the gender and who they are. And you help them move into that. And that used to be part of who we were as a multi-generational household. It used to be that the grandparents live with the parents that live with the kids. And so... That multi-generational thing went into shaping who these kids are, and it's been lost. And now we don't get along with our parents, so we don't talk, so they don't have input into our kids' life. And everything just cycles downhill. And then mom and dad are so busy with what? I don't know. Because when you have kids, I'm sorry, I'm going to piss off a lot about it, a lot of you out there. And even you conservatives and you Yup Podcast listeners, it's just like your kids are the most important. Your fucking career and your fucking money and your fucking house and your fucking cars and your fucking toys don't fucking matter. Get a fucking life. Don't be having kids if you're not going to raise them your fucking self. It's a fucking problem with our society right now. All right, I got that out. I'm so tired and there's a lot of people complaining, but those people haven't made the investment in their kids. You want good kids, you invest in them. I, I guarantee when you invest in something, that's what flourishes. And if your kids aren't flourishing, well... Yeah, I said it. And so go cry yourself and get off your ass and actually do something. It's never fucking too late, okay? So we started this thing out with Dylan Mulvaney, and I don't know who his dad is, and I don't know who his mom is, and maybe he's just getting attention because his parents didn't give him attention. And yes, most of the time, I believe it comes down to the parents. And yes, we all make our own choices, but parents have a huge impact. And yes, I've screwed up a lot, but unlike most parents, you know what I do? Hey, kids, I screwed up. Matter of fact, I'm going to do that this Sunday about another issue. If you want to hear about that, you can listen to my Sanguine podcast where I'm going to talk about that issue. And uh, you can hear what Tom's going to talk about that he messed up with his kids because it's not too late. Yeah, they're adults, but things need to change and I need to make that right. So as we end this podcast, if you are embracing transgender people and homosexuals and all the other different variants that are out there, then I encourage you to change your worldview. And you need to believe in intelligent design and a loving God. And that that loving God gave us people, transgender people, homosexuals, and just the regular straight-ass people like myself out there, an ability to make a choice. And every day, we have that ability to choose. And that's why this podcast can make a difference in your life. Because if you're like me, and you, you screw up a lot, okay, I screw up a lot, you have the ability to choose a different path. You have the ability to make it right. And that's why transgender people, cross-dressers, homosexuals, or any other variable devil worshiper, you know, serial killer, not, you know, psychopath, when a belief, an intelligent creator, and a loving God, there's always hope. With a system of belief, of natural selection, evolution, I'm sorry, but the option is, and if you're of that belief, Maybe you should run for office and just get in a place where you can just get rid of them quickly. Bam, bam, bam. Yep, bam, bam, bam. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have a family and one of your kids says, hey, dad, I decided I'm a woman. And then you're just like, oh, you can't do that because they'll, you know, exterminate you. Well, dad, it's, it's how I feel. I don't think we'd have a lot of affirmation like we do today, you know, because it all changes when it's your own kid. But when you believe in a loving, intelligent, creating God, 
then there's always hope. And so if you're a person of natural selection, I just ask you to use some logic and realize that uh, you either need to get rid of a lot of people or maybe you need to change your belief system. So, yes, this is Tom Baldwin, the big fat asshole just kind of sticking a stick in your life today. Something to think about. <laughs> oh, I love you guys and I miss you guys. Sorry, it's been heavy on my heart. I had to get that out. It's kind of like taking a big, yeah, it's kind of like taking a big dump. It's, oh, that feels a lot better. And so you just helped me get a lot of crap out. And uh, sorry for that. Hey. I love and appreciate you guys. And hey, I want you to freaking have an amazing day and go out and make a difference. Use your logic, use your ability, use your compassion to change the world. You know, sometimes you have to start a fight and stir up the pot to get people to think a little bit. I am ultimately for people. I love people. And I'll tell you, it drives me crazy when things come across that I'm just like, wow, that doesn't make sense. How do I reconcile that? And if you want to follow me, I... I've worked those things out with my faith also. You can listen to the Sanguine podcast and you can hear me struggle with my faith because, you know, when you become a believer in Jesus Christ and an intelligent, creative God that wants a relationship, hey, it's not all one and done. God gave us a brain and God gave us a brain to figure things out. So when I say I'm a person of faith, it's not blind faith. It's me always trying to reaffirm my beliefs and find the truth because unfortunately in this world where the narrative changes, it changes with the people that run the church too. And they're just as bad as changing the narrative as everybody else. And with that, kaboom. And I love you. And yep, I got you. I do. I got you. A boom, a boom, a boom, a boom, a boom, a boom, a boom.
Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.